Welcome to the Branding for Abundance podcast. My name is Dr. TK. I am a licensed clinical psychologist and success coach. My goal on this podcast is to simply teach you how to proclaim your victory in your relationships, academic and career endeavors, business, money, and your mindset. Learn some simple tools and techniques to brand your life for abundance and live your epic lifestyle. Welcome back to the Branding for Abundance podcast. This is Dr. TK, your host, clinical psychologist, and number one branding coach for therapists. So in today's episode, I want to talk to you today about the three things to think about before building your own membership site. And so in my most recent previous episode, I introduced you to how I developed the Dope Therapist Tribe, which is my very first membership, or I'm going to say actually it's my second membership site. I did have one for students, but it was my first business coaching membership site for therapists. And during that process of building the membership site at the beginning of 2020, specifically in January, I learned a lot during the process. And during that learning phase, I actually chose to revamp the program around June. So six months in after getting coaching myself around learning how to have a better membership site because typically most people, not even just therapists, but most people start a membership site just because they want to serve people, which is awesome. It's different types of membership sites, but people kind of like a private practice, you know, I call y'all floaters because I was one is that we just wake up one morning and say, what's in for our business? Membership sites. We want to create recurring revenue. And so you'll just go and create a membership site. And then you don't think about all of the foundational things that need to be in place. And so these three things that I'm going to share today on the podcast are very imperative to the process of you having a successful membership site before hopefully you open up one to the public. Now, if you've opened up a membership site, it doesn't mean that you won't benefit from this podcast episode because you will be able to take down notes and then maybe go back and evaluate your current membership site and make changes if needed and or get help with it, okay? So one of the things that you want to look at in terms of having an excellent membership site is you wanna focus on first, who will you be serving in your membership site? And what we call that is client avatar. So client avatar, I'm not gonna get too deep because I've got hella podcast episodes going through it, is your client avatar is the individual or group of people that you will serve. So for example, for the tribe, I knew that I wanted to specifically serve people in the mental health field, but they did not need to be licensed. And the reason why this program is for people who don't need to be licensed is because I was training them and teaching them on the foundational methods of branding and marketing. Literally, none of this stuff was taught in graduate school. So this program, because I had to make it very clear, this program was not replacing the academy because some people that doesn't understand investments, they just saw the price point and they were like, oh, the academy is this much. This dope therapist tribe is this much. I'm just gonna join the tribe. And some people actually joined it with the hopes that I was going to help them build their private practice. And then when they got in it, even though I told them that they should be in the academy, they realized that they learned a lot of information. But in terms of specifically growing your private practice with clients, they realized they did not get everything that they needed to get. So what I'm also telling you is make sure that you read through the sales page and ask any questions, especially if it's um, through like a webinar or podcast or Instagram live, you know, make sure you contact the person whose membership program it is or coaching program it is so that you can make sure that you make the right investment, right? 
So you want to know who you will be serving in your membership site. I'm still under number one. And then you also want to look at what will be their transformational guarantee. So I actually had a map that I developed not until June, but what I did know from the beginning was that by the time someone walked away from my membership site, they would have built a foundational brand. They will know who they serve. They will know what product or service will be their VIP product or service. And more importantly, for mental health providers, they will learn about multiple streams of income. That was actually how I started off the tribe. And then I realized I needed to make a lot of adjustments with creating a more specific map around what their transformation would be. So their transformation now, it includes, but it's not limited to clarity. Um, We did three modules on clarity because heck, that's where most people get stuck at with your business, no matter if you're a mental health therapist or not. One month you're on the train as having a membership site. The next month you want to be a speaker because everybody got their speaking engagements popping off. The next month you want to have a book. You're just following the trend of everybody else. And that's not really good because you're not really operating in your genius zone. So my genius zone is teaching. So membership sites was like right up my sleeve. And that gave me the capacity to serve more people at the same time versus hit or miss on Instagram, YouTube, and other platforms. Okay. So think about what they're going to get as a result of your membership site. And that's really important because that needs to be on your sales page. That needs to be delivered um, when you do like a webinar or like a live and you're introducing people to your product. And then again, like I mentioned, the client avatar. So that's all number one. Number two, you have to decide or you should decide, will it be a open or closed group? So just like therapy groups, we have open and closed. Open is means, it means open enrollment, which means that anybody can join over time at any time. Closed enrollment is there's a specific start date and there's a specific end date. So now I want to share with you what are some pros and cons per se of like an open membership site and a closed membership site. So when you have an open membership site, you know, you got to really think about what is your end game? Like, is your end game just to focus on money? Because that's not how I get down. My mission is service and simplicity and scalability, because I want clinicians to be able not just to grow their business, but to scale their business so that they can get their time back and they can leverage their time by like hiring help and getting systems in place. Right. And so think about this one, don't get money hungry. Two, when you have an open group, that also means that you're going to be launching your program all year. So it's not a con, but it really depends on how you want to spend your time. So initially my program was going to be open, but then I realized quickly after I got an influx of 54 people in two weeks in my dope therapist tribe in January of last year, I realized I don't want to keep going through these webinars and launch phases. I really want to have a good group of people come into my membership site at one time. I do an onboarding process with them. I get them used to what they're going to learn. I get to know what their names are. I get to know what their business goals are. We have coaching calls. So some people show up, some people don't, but hit or miss at least for a few months, I want to get to know you. And then I will open it up to another cohort, meaning another group of people join us. And then we'll build on top of that. So that was my preference because I ain't got time to be hosting launches every single week. Matter of fact, every single day. Um, so you're constantly marketing and also, um, you got to remember that your price point may change. So I'm not saying that if you have a open membership site that your prices can't change, but you would have to inform, or I would hope that you would want to inform maybe people on your email list to say, Hey, if you don't get in by my membership site, like by Friday, the fee is going to go up with a closed membership site. I don't have to say any of that. Now I can with the current group, but I can just simply, when I launch it again, just launch it at the other price. Now, the biggest con to me outside of time management 
management with an open launch, like an open cart membership site, is that not only do you have to market every single minute, but people are not, they don't have scarcity. They will just say, eh, I'll just get into it tomorrow. And then they never get into it. So think about it. How many times have you seen a commercial, an ad on Instagram or YouTube or on the TV? And you were like, oh, I'm for sure going to get that. I'm for sure going to buy that. You may even add it to your cart, but you don't buy it. But guess what? When it's like Black Friday and they say, hey, you're going to get this 50% off and it's going to end by midnight tonight and I'm not doing no extensions. Which one would you purchase from? The one that increased scarcity and gave you a deadline to say that if you don't get it, you're going to miss out on this opportunity and it for sure won't even be this price. Or are you just going to prefer to put it in your card and just wait and get it? Now, as a business owner, I don't prefer for people just to keep saying they're going to get it and they don't. That actually is like, it's not irritating. I don't want to say it's irritating, but it doesn't make sense, you know? So a closed membership is you may have a launch one or a few times a year. So you can have a launch every quarter. For me, for last year, I had two launches and then I had a secret launch. So the first launches were six months apart from each other. And then the other launch was only to people on my email list on the wait list. So that also gave me the opportunity in my business to reset and rest during the in-between times and or to work on another project. My business and my clients' businesses are based off of 90-day projects. If you do not adopt that mindset, you may want to write that down in that, you know, our year is broken up into four quarters as a business owner and you want to be able to know what project am I going to be generating revenue in in my business for each quarter, even if it's the same program or product or service, okay? So again, that's talking to you about the difference between open and closed membership sites. So let me just recap what we got so far and then I'm going to go into number three. Number one, we talked about who will you be serving and the transformational guarantee. The second thing I talked about is the difference between an open and closed membership. Now, the third one, which is probably the most important to me, and I probably should have talked about this one first, but save the best for last, is delivering excellent customer service. I, again, had to learn this the hard way because you don't know what you don't know. I didn't know this until I started. And then when I got coaching, um, you know, for membership sites, I was like, oh, that's why these things are happening to me in my business. This is why I'm tired. This is why I feel like I'm like a robot behind a computer all the time. So first question under delivering excellent customer service is you want to decide how are you going to deliver the information? Again, this is totally overlooked. Somebody just wakes up and said, I'm going to have a membership site. I don't know how I'm going to get them the information. I'm just going to get it to them. No, Are you going to do a subscription box? Is it going to be once a month? How are you going to charge them? What system are you going through? How are the recurring charges going to go through? Also, how are you going to address being consistent? Are you going to upload stuff to a course portal every single Tuesday, every month? Um, What help do you need on the back end to answer customer service questions, inquiries, address cancellations? Some people can cancel on their own, depending on your platform, if you have one, if you thought about that. Some platforms, they have to manually be canceled, which means someone has to email you. Think about the time. If I have 54 people that was canceling all at the same time, how much time will that take in a month for me to stop what I'm doing? Because these people say I needed to be stopped effective immediately because they don't want to get charged tomorrow, right? Because they maybe didn't pay attention to or write down their subscription date. Okay. Also, you may have to answer questions about restarting memberships. Maybe somebody got out of the membership, their money got right, if that was an issue, and then they got back into it. 
oh, so now you got to stop what you're doing again and go into the portal, give them access to the course portal and add them to the tag on the email list so they can get all the coaching call information and you have to start up their subscription. You didn't think about that though when you started your membership site. Other things to think about in terms of customer service is as much as we can grant someone access, which is a whole nother situation, how can you revoke someone's access? In my membership site, the only people in all my coaching programs that actually get revoked from access to the portal is if A, you signed up for a coaching program and you defaulted in your installment, you know, like you lose access after a couple of attempts, we'll reach out to you, of course, before that happens. But if we don't receive a response, then you don't get access because you're paying for intellectual property that you didn't pay for. I mean, you're, you're getting access to intellectual property online that you did not pay for. Like, especially if you've done an installment plan. Um, And then the second group of people who lose access is specifically in my membership site because you're paying per month. So let me ask you a question. If you have Netflix and you don't pay per month, are you going to call Netflix and say, yo, like, where's the movies that I watched already? No. So don't hit up the coach and say, can I get access to all the lessons that we did from January to June, but it's July and I'm not going to be in it from July moving forward. No. Can I get access to the coaching calls that were recorded? No. But guess what? In order to protect your intellectual property, you would have to set up a system or a person or you, which is time consuming, to go into the portal to revoke access. Okay. Also, what can become tedious is emailing someone for a mispayment. Now, this can be handled by a system, but even with a system, my system, it just marks them delinquent after four attempted charges and then it'll just try for the next month. But the question is to you, Are you paying attention to if they defaulted for the whole month and then somehow their payment went through the following month, did they still get access to your coaching call last month that they didn't pay for? That's something to think about. Also, which is just the last thing under great customer service is how are you continuously developing new content? Now for my program, I knew that it would not be necessarily ongoing with new content because at one point it would just turn into coaching calls and to implement everything you've learned. But like I mentioned earlier, my dope therapist tribe has, um, I believe it's 11, uh, modules. Okay. So 11 modules, it has workbooks, activities, and I made sure to deliver that content every single month. And the students are alerted in an online community in telegram to know when they have a new lesson. The only month that we took off is December, which it seems like heck everybody took off, but Again, some people, heck, weren't even logging into the portal. So another thing to think about is how are you going to be tracking if you choose to? I like to because you're paying for something. You're investing in something. How are you tracking your students' progress? That's something that a system or someone needs to do for you. Now, of course, you can export a sheet to tell you when was the last login and stuff like that. But I have my assistant do that, (laughs) you know, because that is tedious. So let me just recap. Today, we talked about the three things to think about before building your membership site. And if you have a membership site, I would highly encourage you to save this podcast episode to go back to so that you can assess your membership site. So the first thing we talked about is who are you serving and what's their transformation? The second thing we talked about is the difference between a open and a closed membership site. The third thing we talked about is how to deliver excellent customer service. So my hope is that this information has been good for you during the podcast episode. And for me, it was a learning curve and a learning tool. Instead of me giving up or saying, I don't need to learn anything else. You know, I'm a great coach. A membership site was very new to me. So I sought out a coach that was very specific with teaching you how to have a profitable membership site. And just to let you know how important I take my investments, I don't, you know, excuse my language, but I don't go to just no Ricky Dean coach. 
Like, oh, I know how to do memberships. Like, okay, you know how to do them, but what is your revenue generated? What is your ROI? What is your community looking like? Do people come back to your programs? Do people refer people to your programs? So the person who I got coached by in one launch, hell, they make 5 million. You know what I'm saying? So like, I'm not getting my information from just anyone. I always make sure that my coach, and this is what I teach my coaching clients, don't choose me unless I'm eight to 10 steps ahead of you. You know what I'm saying? Because why get a coach if we're going to walk on the same path and learn the same stuff? We friends. You know what I'm saying? I ain't your coach. I'm your colleague or something. But I realized that this was a learning curve for me. So membership sites are very popular, especially in 21, especially in the digital world. So there's nothing wrong with it. However, just because they're popular does not mean that you need to start one right away. It does not mean that you also need to overwhelm people with hella information in your membership site. That's one of the things that I shared with my community when we went to Las Vegas, because we went deep dive into membership sites. So you literally got like 1% of what they got and they got 5% of what my elite coaching clients are going to (laughs) get. Right. So I make sure based off of the platform that I'm sharing this information at that you get exposed to certain things in business to say, you know, I want to learn more about that. And then if I have it, then you can sign up for something that I have. So you don't have to have everything figured out when you start your membership site, but you at least need to have these three basic things addressed prior. That's all I ask. Okay. So if you are a mental health provider and you enjoyed this episode, actually, no matter if you're a therapist or not, if you enjoyed this podcast episode, this is podcast episode 110, three things to think about before building your membership site. And I would encourage you to leave me feedback on um, Apple Podcasts. I would so appreciate it. Share it with other people who need to hear this information. If you are not following me on Instagram, please head over. I share fun video reels. I also do a lot of branding and marketing tips and tools for the community on there. And I have people who follow me who are not a mental health professional, but they still find the information very helpful. Now, if you are a therapist and you are looking to build a prosperous private practice, then I am having a free three-day bootcamp. Okay. Now the last day to sign up for this bootcamp is January 24th because we start on January 25th at 5 PM Pacific standard time. And what we're going to talk about is growth, mindset hacks of becoming a better business owner. And I'm going to show you how to assess either your current or future private practice. So you don't want to miss it. Even if you have a private practice, there's always room to rebrand your private practice. We are in a new digital space, no matter what state you're in, things have changed and it is not going back to the way that things were 100%. So you definitely need to pivot the way that you see your business. So I really hope that you enjoyed this podcast episode as usual. I will see you on the next one and I love you. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast episode today. I am super excited to see your growth in your business, career, money, and relationships. Be sure to check me out on Instagram at Dr. TK Psych, where you can find daily inspiration and tips to live your abundant lifestyle.